Hello and welcome to the Proper Car Podcast. I'm Drew Markey and I'm excited to share my love of cars and my knowledge of the car sales and service industry with you. The goal of this podcast is to help you be more informed about the car buying process, to help you find the best car for your needs and your budget, and to help you enjoy car ownership more than you've ever imagined. I'm your ally in car buying and I can't wait to help you out. So let's get started. Avoid Highways is one of my favorite customizations when mapping my directions on my phone for any destination. Sometimes you just get a laugh and realize that it's going to double or triple the length of your trip, which might not be reasonable. However, there are times when it's not that much longer at all, and the difference that you're going to get when you experience the back roads compared to the highway is often really worthwhile. This compact episode is going to talk about making the choice to avoid highways more often, the benefits and the drawbacks when you do, and it's going to tap into some of the things I love most about driving. If the idea of making your next trip more enjoyable and less stressful seems appealing, then follow along. All right, let's get started. I actually want to start this off with a little reminiscing. I'm 39 years old, and while I can't say that number makes me feel very old, there are times I'm seeing how far from young I am now. But one thing I miss, and I've sought out recently, is paper maps. And it's also one of the things that made me realize I'm much older than I thought. I got my license in 1999 before Google Maps was a thing. It was after MapQuest though, and that's how many of us planned trips before smartphones all had GPS and they were in nearly everyone's pockets. With using MapQuest, which is what I did when I was a young driver and actually for quite a while until Google Maps became trustworthy and reliable, you would put in the address that you want to visit and you would print out the directions. and I always remember how funny this transition that we've had is because if you had a navigator with you, somebody reading those directions, they'd have to tell you, you know, 0.2 miles until the next turn. And it would be checked off of a list uh, as you were making your way to the destination. You'd be looking for a road without having this GPS tracking you to show you just how close you'd gotten. It was definitely interesting. You'd have, you know, sections where you'd have a a 25-mile distance before you get to the next uh, turn, and you'd actually have to check your trip meter and see what number is it on now, and I need to remember to look at it again pretty soon because I'll be at that 25-mile point, and I don't want to miss that turn. It's definitely a a different way of travel. And using the paper maps that I'm talking about is an even more focused version of it. You actually sit down and look at the map in advance and you see, okay, from point A to point B, where I am to where I want to go, this is the straightest line. Nothing's necessarily going to 
fall directly on that line. So you're looking at the different roads that take you in that direction. And what's really kind of funny about this is you might accidentally find your way driving through some slow streets or maybe even a neighborhood on accident. But if you're following the map, you're going to see things very differently than you would have otherwise. Now, it's not that basic. I mean, there's differences. You can see the difference. You know that the interstate or the highway number is going to be the faster road. But it's always interesting to see how different it is, how you plan the trip, what you see in the roads and the paths that they take when you're looking at a paper map versus just plugging an address into an app and following whatever it is that it tells you to do until you reach your destination. I was a bit too young to fall into the generation where physical paper maps which were available at gas stations, grocery stores, and took up space by the register of all kinds of other shops around the world, were the only way that you could plan your trip. But I've wanted to get my hands on some updated paper maps lately just to try to find my own way when I do set out on any sort of a road trip. Why would anyone want to do this? All we have to do is search for the place that we want to go, and we can do so in a multitude of different apps within our phone, and they'll all tell us the fastest way to get there. Some are better than others, and some of the apps even alert you to things like accidents or cops that are on the side of the road, and those are really nice things. But they also rob us of putting any intention into our trips. Here's me sounding old again, but if we're always rushing to get somewhere and never paying attention to the world that we're passing by, we're going to miss out on a lot along the way. When you plot out a trip on a map, you might include stretches of highway when there just isn't a better way, or to shorten the trip a bit if you've picked mostly lower speed back roads. But it's not going to be the only option that you see or consider. And generally, if you have any interest in the journey being an enjoyable part of your entire trip, the highways won't be your path any more than necessary. Taking the back roads has quite a few benefits. The first one that comes to mind is that it's not so monotonous. I'm sure I'm not alone when I say that there have been times I've covered a dozen miles or more on a highway and I couldn't think of a single thing I had just seen along the way. Being that checked out is almost necessary when you're covering a couple hundred miles or more in your car and attempting to do it as quickly as possible. When you take the back roads, though, you get to pass through little towns along the way, which can be great if you want to stop to stretch or get a bite to eat, or to top off your fuel if you've got another stretch coming up that looks like it's going to be a bit more barren. And it's also nice because the places where you're more likely to make your stops will be unique local shops and restaurants run by the people who live in that town rather than a corporation who only knows of the place that you just ate lunch by its four-digit store number. You might find yourself at the 
best barbecue joint or strawberry stand anywhere nearby. Chatting with the owner, telling them about your trip, where you came from, and where you're heading. Maybe you'll find somewhere that you like enough to make it the destination for your next outing. And in addition to these wonderful reasons, there are other benefits to consider as well. It's rare to spend an hour stuck in a traffic jam on a back road. And many of those back roads that I'm thinking about when I think about how you would plan a trip like this are 45, 55 mile an hour roads. And you're probably going to maintain that speed most of the time compared to long stretches of highway where you're getting run off the road while doing five over in a 65 zone only to find yourself behind those same cars just a few minutes later because you're back in stop and go traffic. There are plenty of trips we need to make where time is of the essence, and that's fine. Your favorite map app will serve you well in those times, but I'd suggest that you start checking the box to avoid highways, even just to see how much time it may add. Or zoom out a bit and see if there's a side road that runs parallel to this highway that you're going to be taking. Maybe it adds 30 minutes to a three-hour trip, but maybe it brings you more joy and makes this the only trip to that destination that you remember fondly after it's over. I hope you enjoyed this compact episode and that you'll give it a try sometime to take the back roads to your destination. If you do, or if you have a nice story about doing something like this in the past, please share it on social media so others can learn the benefits of enjoying the journey, not just rushing to the destination. As always, you can learn more at thepropercar.com and on social media at the underscore proper underscore car. Email me with any questions, comments, suggestions, or feedback about the podcast at podcast at Thanks for listening, and until next time, enjoy the drive. <laughs>